with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolak, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. New England's mm. own Van Helsing. With me, all the way across the pond, from the land of the Red Dragon, is the Wall Street Journals, I guess that's good, uh, gold standing and ghost hunting, uh, laddie laddie Steve Parson. Hello. You sound down in the dumps tonight. Do you say so? You do. You sound, oh, well. you sound, you sound depressed and rejected, like you've just lost an election. Whatever. All right, then. So we actually have a guest tonight, which is unusual for us. Yeah, because I got it. It's only unusual that we don't have a guest when you try and get one. Right, right. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, you, you brought this, uh, this young lady on to take our abuse. And uh, so without further ado, why don't you introduce her? Only be, no, actually, I was going to get you to introduce the name of the group because we're both dying to hear you say the name of their group. Because oh, I don't, I don't have it in front it's of Welsh. me. It's Welsh. You do. You do. You've got it I, right in front of you. No, I don't. All right, then. Good evening, Sarah, from... Well, go on, you put him out of his misery. What's the name of the group? Henry Paranormal. There you go. Now he knows how to pronounce it, because it doesn't look like that when it's written, does it? No, it doesn't. For those that Cumbry. don't know, um, yeah, Cymru, it's a Welsh word meaning Wales. And it's actually spelt C-Y-M-R-U, but it's pronounced Cymru. You couldn't make it up, really, could you? No, you couldn't. It's just to be awkward, <laughs> isn't it? We could have said Cymru, couldn't we, to make it even more difficult. Or Wales Paranormal Investigations and Research? Yes, yes. Anyway, uh, good evening Some and welcome options. to the show. Hello, Sorry? good evening, everyone. Yeah. I, I can only apologise for my co-host because he seems to be, um, well, he seems to have gone now. Excuse me. <laughs> well, come no on. apologises for me. I do. I'm always apologising for you. So, anyway, oh, yes, no, Sarah. Sunshine, Steve. Hello. Yeah, hello. Right, let's continue. Uh, so, Sarah, now, Cymru Paranormal Investigations and Research is, um, it's a relatively new group, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. So when did you form and uh, what do you do? Um, we formed January 2017. So we're relatively new in our six month. Um, we, yes, it's very brand new, isn't it? Um, we are investigating, um, I can't pronounce this word correctly, anonymous phenomena. Right. Terrible pronunciation. Oh, and, and also uh, trying to do some research projects, etc. cetera, uh, but taking it that one little step further than we've um, done previously. 
So why did you form your group? Um, well, I was with another group at the time um, who weren't meeting my expectations or the way that I felt we could be investigating. Um, so I just thought, well, let's set up my own group and um, form a methodology and move forward from there. So it's been quite successful to date. Um, we've also received some help and guidance off Steve, which has been invalu invaluable to us, uh, which we're also most grateful for, um, and hopefully heading in the right direction. You realise I've got to invite the other group on to, uh, for balance. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, you, you, whilst well, the group itself well, is, a, is a new group, relationship. Yeah. Sorry, so Steve. What, I was going to say, whilst the group is new, it's important to stress that many of the, the team members are, in fact, quite experienced investigators, aren't they? Yes. Yes. They've been yeah. around the block. Two hundred years of investigation. They've been round the block a few times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah between us all, uh, we've got quite a few years under our belt. Um, looking at doing things slightly different than previously, uh, but everybody's sort of very up to uh, changes, adapting. Um, and, you know, we've got some fantastic investigators on board, so that hopefully will hold us in good seeds to move us forward and try and be slightly different to, you know, all the other groups that are around us and hopefully have some longevity as well in what's a very competitive field. So well, when you, you say slightly different, how do you mean that? Um, well, we're not really into investigating every single case that possibly comes forward to us. Um, you know, we tend to keep, we've got some very good relationships with a number of local groups, uh, which also helps. And uh, we've paired up to do an investigation with uh, another group who's very long standing, uh, which has been uh, very beneficial. And we were pleased to do that. So we've got some fantastic uh, links within the field around here, which is good. Uh, but we're trying to be slightly different by being very scientific in our approach, um, trying to minimize the use of gadgets where possible um, and only if they're necessary and we're able to analyze the data uh, to the best of our ability. Uh, we've got some skilled people who um, have done training courses with some of the equipment as well. So uh, just trying to be a little bit different. What do you think are some of the sort of more common mistakes? Um, you say, because you, you you said about the majority of groups and you were being different from them. Um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Where do you think that the, the, the sort of majority of mistakes have, are made with with um, with groups when they when you know not just in the way that they perhaps investigate, but the way that they look for cases? Um, well, I wouldn't particularly say that they're mistakes. It could be my sort of view that. They're not doing an investigation the way that I feel it should be carried out. 
Um, but, you know, if they believe that that's the right way, who am I to, to tell them any different? Um, I think it's quite important that when somebody does come forward to you with a case, uh, that you consider everything as best for the client and obviously from the investigation side. Um, and also to consider what do the people uh, want from it. So some people may want to have a quick thrill and, and have a group that come in uh, with various sort of devices, um, have a, you know, a medium present, which is fine. And, you know, that's perfectly up to the individual and, and the group. Um, and have a you know one night in a property, and then everything is is fine and dandy, and the group don't sort of go back. And so we want to approach things very different. And look, if we receive a case that is sort of longer term, as opposed to going in one, you know, two nights. Um, you know, quite often you can have a case that you start getting more questions than answers on. And you're rushing it because uh, somebody wants to finalise the investigation. Maybe the client didn't expect it to be quite so long. Um, so you know, we want to sort of like try and do it serious. And, you know, if we can get the answer on night one, then brilliant. But, you know, some cases obviously aren't going to be that simple. Um, so we want to be slightly more choosy over the cases that we do accept, really. And that we can benefit the client. What sort of cases do you uh, have you done so far? Are you, uh, in terms of obviously, you you don't want to go into great details, um, but so generally, are we talking about uh, sort of big locations, haunted castles, or are we talking about you know somebody's haunted house? Yeah. Um, so far to date. Um, We've actually done two confidential investigations, um, both of which have been um, in sort of, I, I suppose, the word terminology of public building. Um, one which is frequented uh, by a lot of people, um, and we had we were asked if we would investigate a number of reports that were in there and we had the opportunity to carry out an investigation um, over a five-week period uh, and we're hoping that that will uh, carry on next year as well. Uh, it can't continue for this year uh, because of circumstances with the property. Um, so that was uh, an empty building at the time that we had exclusive access for and there were a number of reports. It's quite a historical building going back a couple of centuries. Um, and uh, so, we, you know, we had quite a lot there. But that needs to continue. The investigation does need to um, carry on because obviously we had gone in there a number of times this year uh, without sort of any conclusions. But it's just so happy, you know, we could only have access for, you know, these number of weeks at the beginning of the year. We've also done then um, a longer term property uh, that one of our members managed to source for us, uh, which is a long term project. Um, and again, that's, that building uh, is, you know, steeped in history. Uh, it's very old. 
and uh, that's frequented by a number of people and we've got again exclusive access into that property and that again is going to be a longer investigation sort of research project for us so that's what we've done and we've sort of got another building which you've been in Steve when you did ghostology with us the other weekend which we've been fortunate that we can use that as a longer term study as well um, so moving forward we're going to be uh, investigating there more on a regular basis uh, we're there at the end of July uh, to do an investigation and uh, that will continue on a regular basis as well uh, long term so that's sort of what we've been doing to date we haven't done any private properties any houses or families um, and uh, you know we haven't been asked at the moment if we would consider one of those. So I suppose the question, we, we haven't had to make that decision if we want to take that case on or not at the moment. With I'm such just, a workload, I'm, how do you... I'm pro- just curious, that, wait, that, before that, you that, get into that, I'm just curious, you say you, you do an investigation, you do a long-time study. What exactly do you do? I mean... Yeah, that was what I was about to ask, exactly the same question. You know, I mean, what 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 do you do? I mean, and you said you didn't get any results or anything. I mean... What are you looking for and what do you do? It's so easy to say, you know, I'm doing an investigation. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, well, basically, in a nutshell, Ron, we sit in a building, the majority of the time in a room with the lights on, uh, making notes. But in all seriousness, the the one property that we've done, we've been once uh, as a very small group. We went and that was more to observe and study and make notes um, of what was, you know, we were experiencing, uh, hearing, etc. in there to actually progress on. Uh, so we spent sort of, mm, I'd say, eight hours uh, in the building in various locations, uh, making a number of notes. What we now need to do with our findings uh, or our notes that we made and the reports that we've received is focus on a couple of areas um, and then put a plan together on how we're going to carry out the investigation moving forward. So that's really what we do. We do um, various with some of the rooms where reports have been given to us uh, where you know, it's been daylight or the lights have been on, then we have kept the lights on, um, which has been, you know, strange to a couple of our investigators because, you know, everyone has been used to having the lights off. So when we started in January, we did start sort of saying, well, okay, we don't need the lights off in this room. Um, So it was adapting to that change and, you know, just moving forward, observing really, rather than just walking around with some EMF meters, a ML meter, uh, temperature gauge, four in one probe, um, and just taking meaningless readings that aren't of any benefit. So, you know, that's what about supporting the investigation because that's the actual, you're in the building, but. You know, you, you, you said you've got three or four cases all going on at the moment, but obviously, you know, is there something that you, 
how do you decide whether it's you know you're going to go along and do something how do you you know how do you you know what goes on behind the investigation rather than the all turning up and sitting around and doing stuff yeah so we have some reports i mean do you actually look for places or or do they come along and you know sort of approach you no to to be on the the one uh place which is where you have been steve um we did uh, a couple of um sort of uh taster sessions there earlier in the year and um so we have sort of considered that that's fairly central to everybody locally so it's it's quite easy for the majority of our investigators to attend that property and uh so longer term that's quite a benefit on the one property we were i suppose in the right place at the right time that they asked us um the building was going to be empty for a um a lengthy period of time and you know that one we had witness reports from quite a few people that were there we spoke to a number of people and obtained some uh, first-hand witness reports from that so we could focus on key areas as opposed to just going in and saying, well, you know, we'll go in this room, we'll go in this room, and we had nothing to, you know, to start with. So we focused on sort of the, the main areas from the witness reports, which we didn't share, actually, with all of the investigators, um, what was witnessed or they were particularly looking for. Um, and the other location... One of our investigators has been to this venue um, a number of times previously and has built up quite a good relationship with the location. So um, he had received a number. He had carried out uh, sort of witness interviews previously. So I wasn't involved um, in any of that, although he did share, you know, a number of the, the reports with me. And it was then really focusing on uh, some of the key rooms uh, that were at the property moving forward. And obviously from the notes that people made, um, looking to see where to try and narrow down so that we're not just going in randomly with a number of investigators haphazardly going around room by room, but trying to sort of look and narrow it down. And there are a couple of areas where we'd like to focus um on as opposed to doing the entire building but just a couple of areas in there with a small group moving forward what sort of what sort of uh, things are you encountering by way of you know during your investigations are you finding that uh, the witnesses uh, are you know Sorry, are the investigators are, are their experiences tallying up with those of the witnesses or are they we're discovering new experiences that that weren't sort of highlighted previously. Well, on the one property, there are give us the details. Of... <laughs> I, I can't give too too much. I'd no, like obviously, to, but... obviously, don't say the names of the places, even though you know, ob, you know, I kind of know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a number we'll put of pictures the... up on Facebook later. <laughs> 
A number of the witness statements that were given to us for the one property, which uh, was obtained by our um, uh, fellow investigator, have been passed on, you know, over the ages. So, you know, they could be fables. They're not actually uh, speaking to the actual person who witnessed that phenomena at that particular time. So it's more of, uh, you know, is this a tale that's been carried on? You know, as are a lot of the stories um, around, you know, ghostly sightings, etc. You know, they've been carried on over the centuries, over the decades, etc. Um, so, but there has been two areas which are, uh, you know, being experienced by somebody in the here and now, in the modern day. Um, so... It's those areas really we're focusing on at the moment, which are two key areas. Now, when our investigators went in, um, I'm going to be honest <laughs> and say they found it quite strange in writing, you know, the notes as they were doing it, individual and, and writing the notes. So they found that quite confusing to start because sort of some of them are quite used to writing notes in couples so one person would make the notes and each person would say um and obviously using kit but they weren't using any kit really? um, but people love investigating with the gadgets i know i you know can't steal it's the gadgets really off them and... i know we stripped them of all gadgets well what have you done that for because <laughs> we're cruel <laughs> I mean, what's the reason? I mean, you know, lots of people are listening and they're probably thinking to themselves, hang on a minute, they've taken all the gadgets away. I mean, is there any advantage to not using the equipment or, or to, you know, stealing the equipment off, off of people and making them sort of sit there with a, by the sound of it, a notebook and a pen? You know, I mean, it's, it's no fun in that, surely. I know, it's boring, isn't it? Here's oh. a notepad, here's a pen. Now, please sit and just write down all of your findings. Um, but is it advantageous to the investigation, though? I mean, do, are you yeah. finding that it's it's, it's of a benefit? Because obviously you've decided uh, that that's what you're going to be doing. You know, you're going to take all these... And people have spent hundreds on... on well, forget Ron's case, thousands on, on gadgets. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and there you are going... I mean, I'll, I'll warranty that you haven't got a wooden iguana. No. Your ghost hunting kit. Not too many has. people do. No, I think that is utterly unique. But it's you know, you've taken all this stuff off people. There are some other groups out there that do um, investigate without sort of flight cases, loads of of kit. Albeit, it's you know, it can seem quite bizarre. Well, um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I I just you know, I just think that it's. You know, we're going in, first of all, we're observing the area. So let's not be distracted by, you know, flashing lights, etc., etc. Let's go in, eyes and ears, see what we can pick up, what we're feeling, you know, making notes. There could be something then that can be picked up and correlated with maybe what somebody's reported. But, you know, they're, they're sort of sat there having you know, maybe a general chit-chat with um, one of their fellow investigators uh, that they're teamed up with. And, 
really seeing if it's more of a benefit, trying, you know, being sort of more alert, but not being led by a piece of equipment. So, you know, they're the one that's sort of constantly looking and listening, uh, as opposed to, a, uh, you know, an EMF meter that is telling them, oh, there's something going on here. And then obviously moving forward, if, um, you know, the report is as such that we would need a voice recorder, et cetera, you know, um, a camera, et cetera, if there's reports of, yeah, guana, temperature change, you know, do, do, you know, do we need to have 10 data loggers in the room to um, check the temperature, et cetera. So it's really trying to minimise what we're, what we're using and being led by that piece of equipment um, you know, and then using what is going to be of a benefit to us. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> well, obviously it does to me, but I mean, I'm going to throw that one across the Atlantic to find out if it makes any sense on the other side. Well, actually, it doesn't. Uh, a lot of things uh, you talked about uh, have a great deal of value, but uh, unless I, I don't know what your 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 ultimate goal is, if you is it just to evidently it's not to collect information uh data because you're not using any data tags or anything else you just seem to be i'm not sure or trying to witness something versus trying to collect any information well well we would initially moving forward in the investigation we would use certain equipment that are of benefit to what has been reported and potentially what we may have picked up. So if, for example, um, a witness says to us that they are experiencing temperature changes, temperature changes uh, in a particular location, then when we first go in and we're observing and somebody is experiencing that, then obviously when we go in to continue the second stage, then we would want to have some form of device that we can record the data, i.e. a data logger, uh, record data changes for us, et cetera, and then be able to analyse that moving forward. Um, so it would depend on what phenomena has been reported as opposed to us having, say, a report of... Um, so no report of sound, for example, but we've got a report of uh, an apparition. Then there's no point in us sitting in the room um, with, you know, temperature gauges and an EVP recorder when somebody's reporting that they've visually seen something. We want to have, um, you know, a person and, you know, some good quality cameras set up to try and capture that, etc. Mm -hmm. moving forward. Well, we're just about. So we will be using kit, but we'll be using, you know, um, yeah. what is relevant. We'll to get into a little bit more after the break because we have to take a break right now. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parsons and uh, Ron Kolick and our very special guest Sarah Lindley, Lindley, and we'll be right back for in a minute.
Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. music fades into the background brings us back into part two of ghost chronicles international and our guest tonight from Cymru paranormal investigations and research is professor sarah lindy and uh, before the break ron was grilling sarah about equipment and whether or not it is of any value to ghost investigations so i'm going to leave that one with ron and sarah to continue the grilling it's not really grilling. It's oh, griller, uh, griller. Right. I mean, it's I'm, t- I'm toasted on one side. Yeah, <laughs> that's a gorilla. You know, it, it's always curious to me that you know we always we talk to anyone or any group, and they'll tell you, well, we do an investigation, we do a research. Well, wh- what is your goal? What what is the the object of the research? You just don't do research. You have a thesis that you work for, and then you try to find evidence or, or excuse me, uh, see if there is any evidence that this uh, thesis is, uh, theory is uh, is true. So when you go to a place, what is your ultimate goal? I mean, uh, that's the part of fuzzy about. Hello? I was... No, no, oh. I heard. What Ron was asking, Sarah, I'll, I'll, tr- yeah, I'll translate yeah. for him. What he was asking is, um, you talked about research, but research requires yeah. you have a theory beforehand. 
in order to research it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, what what is the was that is that correct, Rob? What is the theory behind the research? What, what is your goal when you what do is an the investigation? Goal? If you if you do yeah. a particular, just I don't ask it in general. Just say a particular investigation. What is the the goal, and how do you achieve that goal? Uh, is is what's important because we everybody banters and throws the word out investigation scientific uh we do this we do this we don't do this we don't do that uh but you know i just curious what is the goal and and how are you attempting to uh you know reach that goal our theory so so if we've got um you know witness report saying to us that we've got uh, this reported phenomena, um, you know, we would look, yep, do we want to, to go in? We would have first make observations um, at, at the location. We would right. then look... Wait a minute, can I interrupt you here? Okay, so yeah. you have a location and someone says to you, okay, we have, uh, we, we hear strange noises at night. Uh, we've seen objects move. Okay, how would you? What would you? What was your goal be, and and how you would you attempt to achieve it? Out there. So strange noises at night. So we would come up for a um, come up with a hypothesis uh, to try and explain what the phenomena was, and then we so you're, would. You're, you're not collected evidence, and you're, you're so, trying to explain something then. Yeah, so we would want to try and explain it naturally first. So is there a natural explanation as to what is actually happening? Um, and then we would uh, sort of experiment with that and, you know, look to see what findings we're getting, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, do we need to adapt something? So we're, I suppose, really looking, is this a natural phenomenon that has been reported? Uh, moving forward that, you know, obviously through our investigation, our observations, what are we coming up with? Um, and just constantly having a look at that and reevaluating, et cetera, and, you know, going back in. And then maybe we would come up with a natural explanation as to what has actually happened. So what somebody has experienced, we can actually naturally say that this is occurring because of X, Y, Z. Um, or is there something there that we can collect data on? And, uh, you know, is there, do we walk away then after carrying out um, investigations and we haven't got an answer for it? That's, well, how you know, in, can't in explain a, it? You know, a condensed nutshell. Well, what happens if you can't explain it? By not, by not, I mean, you, yeah, it seems along. to me that you're saying basically there's nothing paranormal and we find natural explanations to everything. That's basically what I got out of what you just said. Well, no, we would, uh, you know, like to What's find... plan B if it's paranormal? <laughs> <laughs> what if you don't have an explanation? Do you... <laughs> well, if we can't get an expert, you know, depend, as long as we've been through everything and we can, you know, what we've done... Can, let's let's say, for example, we've done an investigation. I would like then at one point to be able to uh, put our documents together and possibly say to Steve, Steve, can you have a look at this, what we've done? This is what me. we've come up with. Um, <laughs> and, and really put to the test as what, you know, what we've actually done. And if we can't come up with an explanation, you know, 
um, would we be justified after carrying out a number of investigations there that this is potentially paranormal? Have we missed something? You know, have we done something wrong in our step, etc.? Uh, so, no, absolutely. We're not saying that all of the reports that come in absolutely aren't paranormal. But until we move forward and we can investigate and we can't find a, a sort of a natural explanation for it, then... I wouldn't particularly at this moment want to label it as paranormal to somebody, you know. So if, if a, say, somebody contacted me and they've got a couple of children and they're saying that they're experiencing, um, you know, strange sounds and they're seeing shadows in their living room, et cetera, et cetera, I wouldn't particularly want to go straight in and say, oh, yeah, absolutely, they, you know, this must be paranormal, but leave it with us because we're going to get you evidence that this is paranormal because you know, that might frighten, you know, a family completely out of their skin. That, you know, that may not be what they want to hear. It could be that they absolutely want to hear that. So um, you're, you're using your emotions to skew your evidence, basically. Using my emotions? Emotions, yes. You don't want to frighten the children, so you won't reveal what I information you have or haven't collected. I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't no, want I, actually, I don't think that's what Sarah just said. No, I, I, I believe it was. I don't no. think it was. It sounded, yeah, I, it might have got lost in translation, but I, I didn't take that as what Sarah was saying. I said that uh, I got that Sarah was saying that they have to be careful when there are children involved in case they affect the children uh, by, you know. Yeah. All right, so uh, ignore the, the, the private house, which you haven't been doing anyways. And you're doing public places, so you really don't have that card to play. You, you, you're doing things. So you've come back. You've found information, stuff that you can't explain. So where do you go from there? Right. Well, so, for example, if we had um, a building and we've carried out a number of investigations over there for a long period of time, and we feel that we've covered all of the basis and, for example, an investigator has consistently been experiencing something, can we discount what somebody is personally feeling? Um, so, you know, say we've been there 10 times and we've, we've got no particular evidence, but somebody has categorically been saying that they've been experiencing this, this, this. Uh, can we say it's paranormal potentially no but can we discount somebody's personal experiences then also potentially no so you can't really discount the human experience can you but we may not have solid ground evidence that actually proves definitively beyond all reasonable doubt that this is paranormal i don't think you're ever going to get that no absolutely but you know, what we would try and do is to try and investigate so that we can obtain evidence to support a claim. And there obviously, you, you know, wouldn't necessarily look to discount an investigator's personal experiences whilst they are investigating. You know, because mm -hmm. we are trying to find evidence on somebody's personal experience to start with, aren't we? Exactly. You know? So, but when I said about, you know, the family and the children, mm -hmm. I'm probably talking more from an ethical point of view that mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to go in and 
you know, frighten a family by saying. So why is par- wait a minute? Why is the paranormal frightening? I, I don't understand that either. Well, why do we, why are know, we assuming that the paranormal is boogeymen and and banshees and and things? Uh, paranormal is, is something that isn't normal, something unexplained. So yeah, why is that? You obviously haven't been to a horrifying. Welsh castle, Rob. Welsh castles are terrifying. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, no, we wouldn't particularly look at it as. Um, a frightening, you know, the paranormal being frightening. I could sit here and say, yeah, sometimes, you know, I've been in a location and possibly my heart has raced a little bit faster than it would normally with a little bit of adrenaline. Um, I've, you know, been brought up not to be afraid of death, um, very much so from a very young age. Uh, my children, um, they're used to, uh, you know, the word paranormal. They, they're used to, you know, having discussions on, uh, you know, ghosts, etc. Um, I've got a 13-year-old who's quite interested in the paranormal and does read some books on it, etc., etc. So my children aren't brought up to be afraid, but some children are, I'm not going to say more sensitive, that my children aren't sensitive, but, you know, some children are more wary and, you know, potentially would be frightened with Scooby-Doo, for example. So, you've, you know, you don't know these children, do you? You don't know this family and how they're, they're feeling. So they could be absolutely petrified. So for somebody to go in and to make them feel more scared in the home that they should be feeling comfortable in and in, in Everybody should be able to walk through their front door and feel safe and secure in their own home. For me to go in and say, yeah, so you've told me this, uh, believe it's paranormal, we're going to try and get you evidence, I feel is ethically wrong. Do you you say you've got a 13-year-old and um, do do you let your children go with you at that tender age? Are they, you know, are they interested in it or do they, you know, are they encouraged to? participate in investigations with you or or is there a group you know does the group have a sort of rule about uh juveniles well we had this this discussion i mean um my youngest he will come out we often uh will go out to uh, what you would say are haunted locations etc um, and go and visit for the day, for the afternoon, etc. And he will come and we will discuss, you know, different um, uh, reports that have happened there. He'll very often hear me talking maybe to, to a member of staff, have they experienced anything? Uh, so he's used to that. He hasn't been out on the evening with me. I personally would like him one day to come out and experience an investigation as a group, we did sort of make the rule that nobody under the age of 18. Um, but Well, that's interesting. Know, why, why did you... I find that interesting, um, and I'm going to pursue it a little, if I may. Why have you yeah. arbitrarily drawn a line in the sand at age 18 to say whether somebody can or can't uh, go on an investigation? Well, it was a a sort of a group decision uh, of age 18 that uh, they were deemed, and this sounds awful, (laughs) more adult at the age of 18 to be able to go on an investigation. Um, 
and we did have a discussion that you know 16 year olds are very mature I know 15 year olds who are very interested in the paranormal and I would be perfectly honest with you and I would say that the 15 year olds I know I would be very happy for them to come on an investigation with me but as children um, experience ghosts, you know, within their own homes or environments, then, you know, they, they, should they be excluded from paranormal investigations? I mean, why, why do you need to be an adult? I mean, children, we, you talked about earlier, um, children well, are involved in their own homes and, and they, they report experiences within their own homes. So do they suddenly get better at it at 18 or 16 or 15 you know why I, I, I what i'm trying to get at is why why was the the line in the sand drawn uh, at all you know why can't anybody go and investigate the paranormal why do you have to be an adult in inverted commas yeah i mean i'm gonna put this out there steve and i know you're gonna come back at me but we potentially, I would say, we put 18 uh, because of ASAP affiliation. And so as we're moving forward, um, you know, sort of potentially changing our view um, and looking at revisiting that area. Do you want because to explain who really ASAP are? Um, I mean, we've obviously mentioned them before on the show, but ASAP, who are they? Yes, they are. Well, I can't pronounce their words. Steve, oh, right. you'll have to say that <clears throat> to be honest. <clears throat> the Association of Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena. Um, so, so because because you were affiliated to them, they decreed well, that you can't we were, that you've got we to be were, uh, or you did because yeah. of your affiliation. We Applying for affiliation. And right. so their so rule is... You just didn't is, want to upset ASAP. Yeah, basically, <laughs> we're applying for affiliation. <laughs> their, their, their ruling is 18-year-olds. Um, and so that's sort of where the joint decision was. Because we did, you know, sit and discuss it. We sat in my dining room, actually. And we discussed quite a lengthy conversation about, um, you know, one, should we have sort of no age limit and somebody can come, um, uh, you know, and possibly have a parent, you know, are there, there 15 year olds, 14 year olds who are very mature. My 13 year old is a really mature 13 year old. Um, so, you know, we are sort of saying that everybody under the age of 18, like you've just said, aren't able to um, have the ability or, you know, the skill, uh, the confidence, not be afraid to be involved in anything paranormal under the age of 18. And, of course, the ruling uh, with ASAP is under their ethics policy, uh, under the, uh, you know, everyone has to be 18 and over. So we sort of went, I suppose, to toe, toe the line, so to speak. I wonder so, if ASAP uh, are allowed to investigate houses where there are children involved then? Because on that basis, then if, if a child lives in a house that ASAP wants to investigate, then that child has to be like, basically thrown out of the house, I suppose. Because yeah. Yeah. The, even, though, even though she witnessed something? Yeah, because, I, I caught, well, I'm just trying to interpret this ASAP rule because, you know, you always use the, 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 the people who live there or work there as part of the investigation process. 
you know, you're constantly asking them to keep diaries. You're you're constantly in touch with them, touching base with them to find out what ha- what's happened lately. Well, you can't ask the child anything because immediately you ask the child, you know, what did you experience? They've become part of the investigation process if they're in the property. Yes. So ASAP can't investigate anything with the child in it. Is that well? Is, is that the correct interpretation? Well, you are interpreting it. Really well, you wanted it to be affiliated be. to these not cases. <laughs> hey, wait a you minute! Do you remember yeah. ASAP, uh, Steve? No. No, you. I mean, I'm sure you, you, you are. No, not not anymore. Uh, you, you, not after this show, anyway. I mean, you you obviously decided that you wanted to be affiliated to them, and did this not occur to you that this rate this, this ruling means that ASAP is sort of kind of ruling out a huge number of cases? They're excluding uh, the investigation of any case that involves a child. If you interpret the idea that anybody under 18 can't be involved in an investigation or unless you live in that house in which case you can be under 18 providing you own the ghost already that's complete yeah. nonsense you know you can only you can only investigate the ghost if you already have a ghost if you cut if, you know and, and are over or and or over 18 it doesn't make any sense at all does it no and <clears throat> you know like you've said there are lots of reports where uh, children report that they are experiencing um, some form of phenomena and absolutely we shouldn't discount what they're feeling at all and they should be taken as a credible witness and not discounted well, just because uh, <laughs> yeah yeah um, as a child and you know I'm quite sure that ASAP do carry out um, some investigations where there are children involved, uh, because realistically, you know, would you, if somebody were, is it not better to carry out an investigation uh, by somebody who can be trusted um, of a minor than to potentially put them in the hands of somebody that? isn't quite as ethical and causes more damage, so to speak. So, you know, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? Well, you've asked it. What's the answer? Yeah. Well, I believe that a case should be investigated, and as long as the the group or the investigators um, are ethical in how they carry out that investigation, then it should be safe for them to do so. Okay, now I have a question also because according to your, your title, Yakutu, you do research. So uh, you're going to be collecting research, especially in some of these long uh, investigations, long-term investigations. What, what happens to the data collected and, and, and what type of research are you uh, doing? Well, obviously, when we're doing the investigations, we want to collect all of our information and also potentially carry out some, um, uh, use that for research, moving forward with all of the data that we've collected over the time. As a group, what we would like to do is we um, form more and we've got a sort of a specialist team is to actually do undertake some form of research project. 
So we are creating um, a research project that we want to look into, uh, writing a hypothesis on it and carrying out uh, various experiments on that and doing that over a long period of time. Uh, now, that's something that we've discussed um, not widely uh, within the group. All members are aware of uh, that is what our aim, aim is. But we haven't actually sort of moved forward into that realm at the moment. But that's what we would like to do is to actually take something that somebody hasn't potentially... Um, carried out before or if somebody has you know doing it a slightly different way but using that as a project moving forward also to develop ourselves uh, as individuals in the field and for the group as well so that's sort of what we're looking at from a research point of view so we're not just using that just going into investigations we actually want to do some some research into the field as well yeah it's very commendable uh, when you do collect, do the research, where will you be publishing your data? Well, it won't be on Facebook, Ron. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, because you said you're affiliated with ASAP. Will, will it be, you know, public through ASAP? Or, or... We haven't been affiliated as yet. So... Um... It's quite a lengthy process, and they're still going through. There's still hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, potentially. Um, so, yeah, you know, whether we become affiliated or or not uh, is a million dollar question. Um, you know, we're sort of six months on from putting the application in, so we'll wait and see on that. Oh, when okay. we do a research project, we would be looking to potentially having somebody. Uh, look over what we've done first of all, putting that to scrutiny uh, and then moving it forward, maybe getting somebody in the SPR, you know, Steve is heavily involved in the SPR to actually have a look at it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Steve's responsible for a lot. <laughs> Evidently. Um, I'm going to have a good talking to with him, by the way. Uh, <laughs> we were management about <laughs> So, you know, that's that's sort of what our long long term aim is. Mm -hmm. um, if we end up with something being published, that would be amazing. But, uh, you know, in all honesty, we're, you know, that's not going to happen next month or, or potentially this year. No, you know, that so is down the road. Uh, term. Let's you know, we don't want to run before we can walk. Right. If that makes so, sense. So we're, we're relatively new, but uh -huh. we're you know, we're all still forming. So you've been investigated for a while. Uh, what is the most unique experience that you've had uh, in all your years of investigating? The most unique experience I've had. Um, Got to be this radio show, I think. Sorry. Got to be this show, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the most unique experience and. Strangest experience was that I was in a very well-known haunted location and I had the experience that somebody had actually walked through my body. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's pretty unique. Well, as, you say, as Jeremy yeah. Clarkson says, and on that bombshell. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Well, yeah. How can people find out more about 
Cymru Paranormal Investigations and Research. You have a website, Facebook page, links, and how do they get in touch? Yeah, we've got a website, www.cymruparanormal.com. We've also got a Facebook page, Cymru Para, and we've got the Twitter account and Instagram account. But, you know, uh, all the information is on our website. And for those who can't spell, there is actually a link on the Ghost Chronicles Facebook Oh, thank God. (laughs) Um, Because I dread people, yeah. There are a yeah. few people who may have trouble spelling Cymru. Uh, right. Yeah, the letter. Yeah, it's not the letter. It's C-Y-M-R-U, Paranormal Investigations and Research. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to, uh, down the road on, on some of this long-term term, uh, investigation that you do and if, what, what type of results you do get. And, um, and maybe you could let Steve know. That would be really interested. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we will... Um what you know i've spoken to steve and said you know obviously a couple of things could i pass over to him and uh, for him to have a look at and what i would like is potentially for steve to look over one of our investigations just to sort of i know he'll give us an honest response um yeah what we've done <clears throat> wrong so um you know hopefully if we have done something wrong then, you know, we'll learn from that and, you know, not mistake, make that mistake again. So that's what I would hope if Steve wouldn't mind in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, stand by against, um, though. It's not necessarily that you do things wrong. It's just, uh, you, you know, it may vary different from someone else. But there, you just yes. have to explain the reason behind it. That's all. Absolutely. And, yeah. um, well, you know, invite me back next year. And, um, you know, hopefully I'll have something more to discuss. Oh, that would be great, and uh, I, uh, I would be much, you know, really curious about some of the investigations that you are doing. And I want to thank you so much for being on the show and, uh, you know, taking the tough questions that we did give you. Yeah, thank you very much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed All right, it. Thank you. All right, have a good night. Uh, uh, you. <clears throat> good night. God bless. Thanks, Sarah. Good night, Steve. From ghosties to ghosties, long leggedy beastie. Go bump in the night. Deliver us good law.